Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. So I got to say, the term working mom is not an awesome term in my opinion. No, because all moms work. Totally. I, have you ever found yourself in a situation where somebody asks you or you ask somebody, what do you do? And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I don't even care what you do. Because even if you're a stay-at-home mom, which is a fabulous profession, you're still working. Yeah. I find myself, and I think I I adopted this term from my parents and their generation, but when I'm just meeting someone, I'll often ask them, do you work outside the home? Which is a really terrible question to ask. Right. <laughs> because I work inside my home. I work outside my home. I work when I'm in the car. I work. I never stop. I work when I sleep. I never stop. And I mean, that's the truth, though, for moms that are in a position where they don't have careers outside of the home. They're working their tail ends off inside the home, outside the home, in the car, whatever you said. It's like it's like the Sam I Am book. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so funny. But well, today uh, we are talking about the topic of working moms, which as we just said, all of us can relate to in some form of the manner, but I was privileged to be able to interview Jessica Turner, who is a marketing professional, author, blogger, influencer. She's got a whole lot of titles going for herself. So we're going to share my interview with her in just a few minutes, but Michelle and I have some chatting to do about this topic of being stretched too thin, which is the title of Jessica Turner's new book. Yes, we have so many (laughs) thoughts on that topic. But first, this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood is possible today thanks to our sponsor, Epic Books for Kids. With more than 25,000 high-quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more, Epic is, well, epic for kids in grades K through six. Yeah, I have had the privilege of using Epic uh, for the past month or so with my girls, and I've got a third grader, a first grader, and a kindergartner that I sent on the bus for the first time, all of them, this past week. And all of my kids have been using Epic, the Epic app, because it's been such an easy way for us to get our kids reading uh, in a you know a format that is super familiar to them, uh, while it's technology based. As Michelle said, we've got thousands of books. And so all three of them are just digging this app. I know your kids have been using it too. Yes. We we use it every day. There may be battles over it, actually, because we only have it installed on one of our iPads. Uh-oh. <laughs> My kids love it. It's so funny. But, you know, Epic is only $7.99 a month. But you friends are getting two months free just for listening to our podcast. So use the promo code SPRINKLES when you sign up for an Epic subscription at getepic.com and you'll get your first two months totally free. Again, that's getepic.com using promo code SPRINKLES. So one thing that you will hear a little bit about in my conversation with Jessica is the fact that she thinks that there is a stretch too thin that is unhealthy. And a stretch too thin that is just normal, kind of. Oh, that's being good to a hear. That's thin. really good to hear. <laughs> right, right. I feel like for the most part, I hear that term and I think, yep, definitely got that most days. 
Well, there's it's all about balance, right? So, I mean, as a mom, you just have a lot of things to balance. So you're not going to get too deep into a lot of areas because you just have so much to cover. So it's good to hear a professional like Jessica Turner saying, you know, it's okay to have, you know, your be a mile wide and an inch deep, you know, in this phase of life. Yeah. No, I actually heard, and I can't recall who shared this thought with me. So forgive me for whoever's listening and knows who came up with this idea. But <laughs> the the principle is more that uh, we ha- are all juggling a lot. Some of us have a lot of more balls in the air than others, but we have to determine for ourselves which balls are balls we can drop, so balls that are bouncy, (laughs) and (laughs) others that are breakable balls. Uh, So, I mean, for working moms, and in my case, obviously my my kids, my marriage, my involvement with my community, there are things that are breakable balls that if I drop them, it is going to be a bad situation. Uh, But then there are things that I'm juggling in the air that it's okay for me to Mm -hmm. let go of Mm -hmm. on occasion. And so I think actually, Michelle, I'd love for you to share. I know this story of you personally, and I think it would fit really well right here. She has kind of an adopted a mantra over the past few years or went through a season uh, that I'm going to let you tell tell everybody about. Yeah. My hashtag that goes with the season is reset the rhythm. (laughs) Michelle has a hashtag hashtag for for everything. Um, (laughs) No, but what happened was, and Steph, you, you know, this is closer to the beginning of our friendship a few years ago, I was stretched too thin in a way that Jessica Turner would say was a negative way. I had said yes to everything. I was overcommitted. I had very little time in my margins. I had no white space. I was booked solid in every way imaginable. The problem was everything I was doing was good. I was involved in my kids' schools, their preschools at the time. I was hosting small groups in my home. I was involved in my church and in the moms groups and in leadership, and I had a business I was running with uh, clients to, you know, stay on top of. And so those were all good things. So I knew I was too busy, but there was nothing that was obvious to cut until literally one day I realized I was getting a little bit too passionate about something that really wasn't that big of a deal. It's probably one of those balls that you're talking about, Steph, that I probably could have let bounce, but for some reason I was treating it like it was glass and I just didn't need to. Mm-hmm. And so I realized it hit me like a ton of bricks, like this stuff, this extra stuff that I'm doing, I can't, I can't be doing it all. And it was through a series of events that I was led to believe I needed to go through a season of, of stepping back from everything. So, and I happened to hear a speaker around that time who had done something similar when her kids were the same ages as mine. And I asked her what that did for her long term. And she said, it helped me reset the rhythm for my family. And I latched onto that phrase because that's what I needed. The rhythm of my life had become way too chaotic and fast. It wasn't even making sense. It wasn't a song. It wasn't anything. It was just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, um, and I, so I actually took a, almost a year and I, pulled back from everything. I said no to most social invitations. I stepped back from all my volunteer positions. I kept my job and I, you know, stayed married to my husband and <laughs> stayed involved <laughs> by like the essentials. But um and that was such a vital year for me to really kind of step back from the madness and craziness and realize, okay, I need to reset the rhythm in my family and figure out what's really important. 
And then mm-hmm. that ended up leading to a lot of great change in my life because it created that white space and that margin for me to kind of see some things that I wanted to do for personal development and really spend time with friends that were important and um, and added a lot of uh, value to my life at the time. It sounds very selfish, but that that year was really selfish for for a purpose. I really only sp- spent time with people who understood what I was going through and why I was going through it, and weren't going to challenge me on that. Which Steph, you walked through that journey with me, so you know, right? That was part of that was part of it as well. Was just really protecting um, a very small boundary in my life. Everything, <laughs> and it, and it and it helped me so much. So now I say reset the rhythm, and I still find. Seasons of my life where I think, oh no, I've gotten a little too frantic. I've said yes to too many things. And my husband and I look at each other and we're like, oh, we need to reset the rhythm. <laughs> it's still the <laughs> phrase we keep going back to. But yeah. it's been so helpful for me. And I'm so glad that I really came to that breaking point so that I could make such a drastic step right. to get better perspective. Right. And you know, I, as she's mentioned, I was lucky enough to walk alongside of her during this uh, part of her journey. Uh, what's fascinating at least to me, because it's a comment about my own journey, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, is because around the same time that Michelle made these deliberate changes in her own life and saying no and resetting the rhythm, uh, and that was the journey she was on, I, our family moved across the country. Mm -hmm. And I also was in a season of resetting the rhythm. I was forced to. It's it's better to not feel forced to do. <laughs> I wasn't forced to move. I should clarify that for all of the listeners that feel like I was dragged across the country. Uh, but that, for me, that major life change in moving cross country reset the rhythm for our lives in what turned out to be an incredibly positive way. Uh, it was probably the only way. Michelle's a lot smarter than me. Oh, stop. She probably would have just start like reset her own rhythm, like just decided for herself where I was like, <laughs> you got, I got to be hauled across country to and broken from all friendships. Oh, <laughs> I remember that was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard. But anyway, all that to say, I do think that uh, the idea of being stretched too thin and as Michelle has coined the term resetting the rhythm um, is something that can be done purposefully uh, but it also can be done just because a season of life changes and that is a good time to really evaluate yes. like what am I committing myself to in to and how can I make this better for our family going forward? Yeah, and Steph, you saw that as it was hard for you because um, you had such a great community here in Arizona that you left. But at the same time, it was a big blessing too because you know you were able to kind of refocus and and change a lot of things in your life that all ended up all working out really well. Yeah, and and learn some more stuff about yourself too about how you actually do enjoy time alone. Yeah, that you hadn't realized because you'd had so many people in your life before. So you know, yes. it's it's kind of nice to have those times in our life too where circumstances force us to reset the rhythm. Right. But also, it's important to be self aware too and realize you know, I am stretched too thin, as Jessica would say, and I, I need to pull back. Right, right. And I do think like your point about margin and having margin in your life, regardless if you, if you work in the home, work outside of the home, whatever whatever you do, you know, if you're operating on 100%, 110% capacity, meaning you don't have any free margin at all, uh, I hate to break it to you. As a mom, 
Like, you're going to be thrown a curveball mm-hmm. quite frequently. Preach. So your kiddos are going to be sick. Or the car is going to break. And then all of a sudden, there's just the unexpected. Yeah. And if you operate with no room for margin, then you're going to be thrown a curveball and not be able to, you know, gather yourself and pick yourself back up. You're giving up, me so. anxiety even talking about that because if that – when that type of stuff happened to me when I was living in that frantic pace of life, it was – it was devastating. I mean, to be honest, because whenever whenever the, the fast pace of my life had to get turned over, it, it was just it was so hard to manage that stuff. And and now I've created that space and that that margin, and I figured out the healthy rhythm for me. I can't sit still. That's impossible. I have to have <laughs> stuff going on. I have to be a little bit busy, but I figure out the rhythm that works for me. Sure. Um, but there's that margin. So you know, we did. Yeah. Um, I did have to take our car in the other day and it really wasn't that big of a deal because I, you know, I was able to double up on, you know, their Wi-Fi and get some work done when I was there and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was, it didn't feel like a, a, such an interruption that it would have felt just a few years ago. In case you guys haven't gathered, Michelle and I are a little bit passionate about this topic. <laughs> so we could Sorry, probably friends. just talk for the next hour <laughs> or so about all of this, but I do think that it's probably time to get to my interview with Jessica Turner because she's legitimately wrote books, books, like plural about this topic. (laughs) She has. Yeah. You probably remember her from her last book title, The Fringe Hours. Yeah. It was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Jessica's also the founder of the popular lifestyle blog, The Mom Creative. And we talked just a little bit about that in our interview, but she's also a working mom of three. And so let's get right to my conversation with Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Girl, You've got a new book coming out, and your life is a little crazy right now, so says Instagram. It is no lie that I have a book called Stretch Too Thin, and I'm a little stretched too thin right now, releasing a book while working (laughs) full-time. I mean, you're working full-time, you've got three kiddos, some of which are sick, I understand, or maybe not feeling very well, and then you're hopping on a plane in a few hours. That's right. Yep. All all true. Tell us kind of what your current lot in life looks like today. And I want to clarify, I'm stretched too thin in like a good, healthy way, not in kind of that stretched too thin, I feel like I'm going to die sort of way. So I think that's an important distinction, though I certainly have been there as well. Um, So uh, I work full time outside the home in corporate America in healthcare, doing marketing and strategy. And then I've got three little kids that are 10, 7, and 3 and a half. And we live in Nashville. My husband works full time from home. So I'm really grateful for his support and flexibility that his job offers. So he does a lot of the drop-off and pick-up and the soccer practices and, and those types of things. And then, yeah, right now is an exciting time because my new book is releasing in just a few days on the 18th called Stretch Too Thin, How Working Moms Can Lose the Guilt, Work Smarter, and Thrive. And it is not just my story of being a working mom, but the story of literally thousands of other working moms who I surveyed and did interviews with um, to really pinpoint those pain points that we all experience when we are stretched too thin as we juggle managing a home and family and having some sort of job, whether that's a full-time career or a side hustle or something in between. You didn't even touch on the fact that you do have a fantastic online community called The Mom Creative as well. And Jessica, I don't think I've divulged this confession to you before, but I have spent far too much money at Target because of your Facebook videos. 
Well, uh, you and me both, sister. So, yes, I do. I've been a lifestyle blogger for more than 12 years, which is incredible to me. I started out in the scrapbooking world and doing a lot of craft projects, and it's evolved to be more of a lifestyle site. Um, But I do love Target, and I'm elated that Stretch Too Thin is available at Target's nationwide. And my parents met at Target in the 70s, so it's really in my blood. I just can't help myself. No way. And and I, I should clarify that while I have probably spent too much money at Target due to Jessica's influence. She also has helped me save a lot of money at Target due to your all of your awesome advice on shopping the end caps, shopping certain times of year. I mean, bless you. You have made well, my life Well, you know, better. I'm just doing my part to help us all <laughs> save a little money and shop at one of the best stores in America. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I love that. And you did not include that kind of tidbit of information um, when you were sharing your life info. And I need, I feel like everyone needs to know that. So <laughs> if you don't follow her right now, you need to go do that because that will save your life and your checkbook um, in a wonderful way. <laughs> but let's talk about your work book because I was privy to being able to read through it before it releases. As she said, it does release on the 18th and you've got a few freebies available for people that uh, pre-order, right? So tell us about that. Yeah, so everything's available on stretchtothinbook.com. And so you can pre-order the book wherever you like to buy books, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, Target, any of those places. And once you pre-order it, go to stretchtothinbook.com, scroll about halfway down, and you'll see the freebies. And we've got every person who pre-orders a book will get the audio book, which is read by me, and my 10-day online course for working moms, absolutely free, which is fantastic. And the course has a bunch of other e-books and courses within it, which is amazing. There's lots of freebies in there. So it ends up being like a $250 value just for that course and audio book that you get free for pre-ordering. Because pre-orders are so important for authors. They... Let the retailer know that you're passionate about the topic, that it's something you're interested in, that you like the author. It makes sure that things don't run out of stock. So please, 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 if this is a topic that resonates with you, pre-order that book. And then if you've got some friends or you want to do a group, um, if you buy 10 or more copies, you'll get all of that stuff for free and you'll get 10 of those. So 10 access to the course, 10 audiobooks. But then you'll also get 10 copies of my hardback gift book, My Fringe Hours, Discovering a More Creative Life. And that book is specifically geared toward your passions and it's just a beautiful little gift book and you get 10 of those for free too so really phenomenal value for pre-ordering yay well okay let's talk about the book because really I was if I could eat a book that's what I was doing because I was taking in so much and I love the tagline of losing the guilt working smarter and thriving. So tell us a little bit about all of the research that went into writing the book and just all of that good stuff. Yeah, so it was really important that the book not just be my story. And so I surveyed 2,000 working moms from across America and asked them what their pain points are as working moms and had 500 pages of these vulnerable, open-ended comment responses. And was really blown away by women's vulnerability and really recognized that our stories are all similar. No matter where we live, no matter where we work, we have the same tension points. We're struggling with managing our homes. We're struggling with making time for ourselves. We're struggling to feel like our spouses are um, more to us than just two ships crossing in the night. And so as I did this research, I decided to pilot the information with that online course that you can get for free when you pre-order and had more than 2,000 women enroll in the course. And I thought, you know what? we've really hit something here. And so I went to my public 
publisher and said, I think this should be my next book. Will you let me explore this further? And so then I set out to do a lot of one-on-one interviews with experts and other working moms and really put together what I feel like is a great handbook for any mom who feels stretched too thin in any area of her life. I feel like it has great practical application that she can apply today. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, no, I can vouch for the fact that it has a ton of practical application on all of those areas that you just touched on, like your marriage, your parenting, which we're going to get into, your self-care, friendships. It touches on so many of those aspects that, I mean, as a working mom myself, I really value uh, and so appreciated your wisdom. But uh, as I mentioned, I, I want to talk about the parenting section in particular, because you've got this list of, I think I counted 12 different things uh, that were so insightful to me. And I wanted to touch on a few of those um, kind of statements that you made in the book. And uh, they are kind of based around the idea of being a mom who is fill in the blank. And so, uh, Jessica, why don't you kind of, I, I mentioned that you have 12 of these in the book, and so we're not going to have time to go over all of them, but I would love for us to touch on a few of those in particular. And so let's start on the first, which is be a mom who is self-aware. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, it was. So I, I want to preface this by saying that, so my kids are little and I recognize that there were going to be moms who are reading this with teenagers or kids in college. And I thought, what is something that's going to be universally true for any woman who reads this? And so I tried to pull out qualities that would be applicable in all seasons of life. And so I think self-awareness is a huge one. And um, the topic came to me to include from this woman named Fran Walfish, who is is a Beverly Hills relationship psychotherapist, and she's written some really great books about being an aware parent. And I think it's just the idea that you're going to be curious about who you are and what your behavior is like and how that impacts our kids. And, you know, another example in here, I talk about being a mom who says she's sorry. And I think that comes with being aware that you recognize when you yell or your behavior is not what it should have been. And you are aware enough to be able to acknowledge that and then apologize, right? So it's just having awareness that you can make mistakes and that that's okay or that your circumstances might be impacting how you're parenting and being clued into that. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned about self-awareness is just having a realistic understanding of your circumstances as well as the moods that go into each day. And I feel like, at least in my case as a working mom, I will get, I I actually was just talking to a friend on the phone about the mom witching hour. And I think it's working mom witching hour. Maybe it's witching hour in general, but it's like between the 4.30 and 6.30 time frame when you're just about ready to lose your marbles because <laughs> you're trying to juggle so much into the, this book's point, you're stretched too thin. Oftentimes it takes me stepping back and being like, I've got to consider the circumstances of this day that we're all going into, as well as the moods that are factoring into this kind of situation that isn't ideal. Right. Uh, and I just think self-awareness is so, so important, especially for working moms. So I love but I think that. it's something that we have to be conscious of, you yes. know, like you have to be paying attention to that and not just, you know, I'm the mom, I'm the boss, and this is the way it's going to be. But how is that impacting your family? 
Hey guys, it's Michelle. Sorry to interrupt Steph's interview with the amazing Jessica Turner, but we have some really exciting City Moms blog network news to share. We are so proud to announce the addition of Northern Colorado Moms blog. That's the third City Moms blog network site in the Rocky Mountain State, joining Denver Metro Moms blog and Colorado Springs Moms blog. Kimberly Adams, who is the brand new founder and owner of Northern Colorado Moms blog, is joining hundreds of like-minded entrepreneurial mothers running nearly 90 successful City Moms Blog Network sister sites. Northern Colorado Moms Blog provides the largest and most comprehensive resource for Northern Colorado moms and their families. Most importantly, though, we aim to provide an open door to finding community since it truly takes a village to do this thing called motherhood. We're excited to provide a come-as-you-are space on both the internet and in-person at our events where women can feel included, inspired, and encouraged. The nearly 90 sites within CMBN attract millions of readers each month, allow thousands of moms a place to share content as contributors, and give more than 100 women the opportunity to own a business that gives back to their community. Learn more at citymomsblog.com. Now back to Steph's conversation with Jessica Turner. Yeah, for sure. Well, you talked a little bit about saying um, saying sorry, and I could not agree anymore with that. I find that uh, I say I'm sorry probably more than I'd care to, not because I don't want to say I'm sorry, but because I make that many mistakes as a mom. Uh, but I want my kids to be able to recognize that saying I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness is a good thing. It's an okay thing. And and you know what? It's not making mistakes as being a mom. It's making mistakes because you're human, right? right. So um, I think that that's important that our kids recognize that we're normal and we're just like them. Right. Um, not in a way that we're your best friend and so, you know, you can do whatever you want sort of thing. But look, this is just part of the human experience. How about you choose one of the be a mom who is statements that um, comes to first one that comes to your head? You know, I love in there, be a mom who's present and a good listener, Mm -hmm. because I think that it can be really easy, particularly today when we are attached to so much technology and, you know, we often have a phone in one hand and then our ear, you know, is half turned to our child. But when you are with your child to be fully present and be a good listener, I think a great example of this is my three-year-old likes to talk a lot and I will hear him and I will see what he is doing, but he won't recognize that I am present with him, you know? So I'll be half paying attention and he'll say, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'll say, "Uh uh-huh, I see. And he's like, mommy, look at me. And so he wants my full attention. And whenever he says that, it just takes me, you know, I just like I'm taken aback because I realize, man, he is three and he senses that I'm not fully present with him right now. Hmm. And I need to do a better job of that. And so be a mom who's present and who is being an active listener with what your child is saying to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that suggestion because I, I find that on the flip side of when I'm working, you know, I want to be present in that moment in time too, to be able to accomplish as much as I'm looking to accomplish that day and equally so in the job of motherhood, I want to be present. So yes, I love that. Uh, Well, the next one I want to talk about is um, be a mom who welcomes friends. And while you do have the friends chapter in the book, uh, this is specifically targeted towards welcomes our children's friends. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I was editing this book and editing this chapter in particular, I realized that the chapter leaned too heavily toward young kids, that I could tell that I was writing from the vantage point of my season. Hmm. And so I had moms 
friends who had teenagers read the book. And I said, what is missing here? And one of those moms said to me, you need something in here about welcoming their friends and inviting their friends into your home. And I was like, oh my goodness, how could I have missed that? Of course. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a home where I always had friends over. I want to have that type of home for my kids. We've actually changed the room over the garage so that it would be a hangout place for our kids and for them to be able to hang out with friends. And it's so important to be that type of mom that welcomes your kids' community in, that community is a part of your home. And I think that extends to to boyfriends and girlfriends if you're in that season, you know, that you are just very welcoming to your children's community. Mm-hmm. I uh, have this philosophy or hope for that my home is very much that. But we, I have the Schwann's man come to my house still. Like that's still old school. Oh, I do too. No, I do too. <laughs> but I totally do it because I can buy bulk treats from the Schwann's man for all of my children's friends. I'm like, I will have all of this junk food on hand. No nutritionist can get up in my grill about this because I just want my kids to have their friends at my house. <laughs> and so this, I mean, we have push pop, push-ups and um, pretzels and all, anything that I can find from the Schwann's man, just so my friend's kids are happy. That's so funny. We love Schwann's as well, though I can't say that I have bought a whole lot of junk from them. But they, Look I love you. the Schwann's man. That's amazing. Oh, you're you're um, way better than I am. I mostly just no. Play. I just have younger kids, I guess. <laughs> so I think that's probably coming for me too. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I do love that idea of having being a home that welcomes friends for sure. So, uh, all right, let's talk about being a mom who sets boundaries and follows through. Yeah, you know, our, this is something we learn from the time our kids are really little that it's important that our kids have boundaries because it sets expectations for the way we live as a family and the way that we behave. And I took a lot of this from Brene Brown's Courage Works course, which I don't think is available anymore, but it was just a tremendous course she offered. Well, she's amazing. Specifically so sure to, par- awesome. right, to parenting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's Brene Brown can, you know, pretty much say anything and I'll, I'll do whatever she tells me. But boundaries can be really difficult for kids, but it's really important, I, I think, for us to let our kids express those feelings and have them understand why that boundary is put in place and that that learning is part of them growing up and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk about one last one. I think the last one you close on in the chapter is be a mom who shows up. And I could not love that more. So tell us about a bit about that. Right. Well, this was really important to include from the vantage point of being a working mom, because I think so often moms with jobs feel like they can't always be present. But the data shows that it is the quality of the time you spend with your kids, not the quantity. And so pay attention to what is important to your kids and show up for that. You know, work might limit those experiences that you can have with your children, but it doesn't eliminate them. So know that you are a good mom because you are making the effort to be there for your kids and to be there what really matters for them, particularly because parenting is such a short season of life. It's not these 18 years are going to fly by before they go away to school. So um, just be a mom who shows up and who's there for your kids and Know that parenting isn't about every single moment and every single moment within a particular season. It's about day in, day out, just doing the best that you can day after day. Yeah. Yeah. I often think to myself or have to remind myself that my kids don't know any different. 
it's not like they have this huge perspective of all the other moms out there that are, you know, at home full time with their children or working part time or so on and so forth. They're, they, I mean, eventually in life, they'll have a better understanding of everyone else's circumstances. But right now, they only know what their family life is. And they only know their mom as a working mom. And they don't love me any less because I work. And so I need to be okay with you know, who I am. And to your point, the tagline of the book, of the book, lose the guilt, like work smart, but also thrive. Uh, and I think showing up is just part of that. But uh, I love that suggestion. So, uh, well, you are off to, where are you heading next for a media opportunity, right? <laughs> right. Well, so when this, this will all be done by the time this podcast releases, yeah. but yep, I am headed to Wisconsin actually for a weekend with my son um, uh -huh. for his 10th birthday. I'm taking him to Lambeau Field and to a Wisconsin Badger game, which is where I went to school. So I'm really excited about that. And then I come home and then head straight to Los Angeles for some media. So um, I'm really excited about that. If you guys have the Hallmark channel, you can probably look up the episode that I was on um, on Home and Family, which is a great talk show on the Hallmark channel. So I'm really excited about that and doing some other podcasts and interviews out there as well. That's awesome. Well, Jessica, you have so much wisdom to share with uh, fellow working moms. And so I really, really appreciate your insight and your time sharing with us. And I've just got to say, if you're a working mom, you've got to get this book. It's so good. It's such a great read. And to do it with a group, as you mentioned, it's a great opportunity to kind of gather like-minded women together and be able to dig into this information. So thanks, Jessica, for being here. Um, and best of luck in the book launch. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm definitely pre-ordering this book. Uh, I want the freebies. And it sounds like <laughs> such amazing content. Steph, you've had a chance to see it. Tell me, tell me what you see. I have. And you know, our conversation was so small. We really only talked about her parenting section for the most part. But just so for those of you that are curious, you know, the contents of the book, she goes over practicing self-care, finding rhythm at work, investing in your marriage, parenting well, creating a home you love, cultivating deep friendships, and living a life you love. So tons of awesome, awesome tips. And she also has just some practical personal work that you can do um, as you go through the contents of her book. I think it's a must read for all moms, really. It's a fantastic, fantastic resource. Awesome. That sounds great. You know, and I, as moms, it's hard sometimes to find time to read. So I like that she said, if you pre-order the book, you get the audio yeah. version because I'm thinking that's probably what I'll be listening to driving from school drop-off and to school pickup <laughs> for the next couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, totally. Well, thank you so much for joining us and a special thank you to our sponsor, Epic Books for Kids. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen. We love reading your comments. We totally do. And until next time, mom, you've got this. You're doing an awesome job and don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.